3: Hey friend Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, a pretty eventful past couple, past like week or so in wrestling and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that. Uh, in a little bit here, we've got reviews, or recaps anyways. I know we didn't watch the entirety of the New Japan show, Wrestle Grand Slam, but we've got some uh, results from that. We've yes. got a pretty shocking title change in GCW. Is there yeah. anything coming up this weekend that we should know about? There's no, I don't think there's a pay-per-view this weekend, is there?
4: I don't believe so either, no.
3: How was your weekend?
4: It was good. Yeah? It was good. Doing anything good,
3: fun? Yeah. Doing skydiving? Gambling?
4: Well, I wouldn't. I don't skydive because I'm like petrified of heights. So Skydiving I be, is gambling with your life. Let me tell you what. I guess so. I guess so. So I would not be doing that. I did not have an opportunity to go to the casino. No, I just, you know, kind of relaxed a little bit. Just chill. Yeah, watch that Woodstock documentary. Oh. Yeah. You said it
3: was pretty good, huh?
4: I mean, it's It's informative it's uh <laughs> it feeds so you bad. information is it just yeah, infographics
3: I mean, of how messed up how like how much like no
4: no <laughs> they actually have a lot of archival footage to show you how messed up it
3: was oh oh no okay yeah i got i didn't even i i didn't even know that that was a thing until uh evan husney retweeted it out or tweeted out a thing quote tweeted something about it yeah
4: I mean, it's one of those things that i kind of remember you know from from 99 but you know you remember you see the images of like with Chili Peppers. the playing their set and the fires are burning and stuff but yeah I, I guess i didn't know the the details of all the stuff that went on it was pretty messed up i remember it a, yeah it seemed like an absolute disaster from from the very beginning
3: i remember i just remember it being a bit of a cluster f back in the day but none of the music that was being played there interested me at all yep so like i just sort of was like okay well like i kind of liked green day i kind of liked green day but i was, that was like ninety four. that was 94 Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I forgot. Okay, so they didn't want to... Okay. For some reason, I thought they were the same thing. Okay.
4: No, the one in 94 was when uh, 9 Inch Nails rolled around the mud. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And then when Green Day was playing, they were throwing mud at them. Okay, okay. 99 was Limp Bizkit and Corn and Metallica and Chili Peppers. The
3: worst. The worst. Anyways. uh, (laughs) Mr. Dope, get out of here. Um. All right, so anyways, but there, yeah, there's been a lot of news over the past couple of days, so let's just hop into it. What's first, yes, man? Let's What's get in the this? news? Uh,
4: so uh, Bodyslam.net's Cassidy Haynes, who broke the Brian Danielson to AEW news last week, is reporting now that AEW is having uh, to reformat their creative plans that they had in place leading up to All Out due to the possible arrivals of Danielson and CM Punk to All Elite. Uh, this is what Haynes had to say on an appearance uh, on Body Slams Jabroni's podcast, quote, they already had plans for Danielson to debut at Arthur Ashe Stadium September 22nd. However, there was a couple that was a couple weeks ago. Meltzer saying he's known since May. Nah, they had uh, discussed it internally in May when his contract ran up, but they didn't start talks until about two or three weeks ago, so that stuff didn't start happening until recently. Then the punk stuff happened after Brian. They had plans in place for Brian at Arthur Ashe, and then this punk stuff happened it's kind of thrown a wrench into how they want to present everything. Now they've got to reformat everything because of that, you know, because it's how do you capitalize off this buzz and what are they going to do exactly is what they're trying to figure out. Daniel Bryan started talking to them two or three weeks ago. You're supposed to do uh, our thrash as long as two days ago. That was the plan, but they can always change that around. They can always change up when he's going to debut, but it's happening. It's a hundred percent that he's guaranteed to be there in AEW. So I guess uh, elsewhere in this, Article that talks about how uh, you know it's 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 not so much they're going to completely change up what they have in the works in the next few months. It's more so when are they going to debut? How are they going to debut? Who are they going to debut against? Opening feuds, that kind of stuff is the impression I got. Because I, I you know if the plan, which seems obvious, is for Hangman Page to win the title and all out off Kenny Omega, they're not going to suddenly change all that. You know if they have plans that've been in the works for months on storylines that they're invested in something tells me they're not going to bring in cm punk and have him get involved and change all that that doesn't seem to be their mo you know
3: there was an article uh on fightful select uh this past weekend also that just sort of it wasn't anything like groundbreaking but it just gave you a little bit of insight about how creative works over there about how you know Hmm. the upcoming match with lax and fatur are uh is is part of a long-term plan that they have for that particular story it, it, it's, obvi- it's obvious if you look at AEW they have a specific path for uh, much of what happens I wonder when you look at the landscape I wonder if there are certain things it's it, it's very interesting to me and that's I know you're on the same page the creative process is very interesting to both of us when it comes to professional wrestling it always has been Um, And it's something that's all obviously been very guarded, at least on WWE standpoint. Now, AEW, Tony Khan, they've been a bit more trans, not transparent, but willing to answer certain questions about certain Mm -hmm. things when they do their media scrums, for example, or when Tony Khan goes on podcasts. But you look at it and it's obvious that the hangman that the main title picture, I think, is probably mapped out for quite a while.
4: Yeah, it seems that way.
3: Um, like you can tell, it's probably going to be Hangman, and they're probably going to be continuing to build up MJF. So maybe a year after Hangman, it'll be MJF, mm-hmm. and then who knows if they're if they successfully branded Jungle Boy the way they want to, it might be him after that.
4: Well, there's Darby too. You can't. You there's can't.
3: Darby Allen as well. Absolutely, who's already got, had a TNT title on. And I wonder if the, if there are certain things that are completely mapped out. And then maybe, like, because maybe the TNT title is the thing where it's like, hey, we could be a little bit more loosey-goosey with it and, and mm-hmm. sort of play it as it goes. And it'd be kind of interesting to know if that is, in fact, the tack that they're taking. Like, hey, there are certain things that are more interesting that we can throw some swerves along the way and not be so much of a journey that's laid out in front of us. And there are certain things that we do lay out. But then... When you have two massive signings that sort of fell out of the sky, came out of nowhere, you know, all of a sudden Daniel Bryan's like, "Hey, what's going on over there?" It's like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. okay." And then CM Punk is a thing. You know, like what what do you do then? You know, maybe you change yeah. up some things, but uh, I mean, if you had Daniel Bryan in your company especially, how do you not at least consider factoring him into a into the main title scene at some point? He was a draw, at least to some degree, in WWE. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't know what you do there. It's 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 some big decisions, I guess, coming up. Right? Yeah,
4: there 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 are. I mean, within it could be within a matter of months, you bring in Andrade, Malachi Black, CM Punk, and Brian Danielson. All four could very easily be pushed straight to the main event scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and one thing AEW has done consistently to mixed results. Is bring someone in, they give them an initial story. Sometimes it's all right, sometimes it's not. Tell that initial story, and then from there, leapfrog them up into either the TNT title scene or the main event scene. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's very rare they bring someone in. It's like bang, you're in the title picture right away.
3: Yeah, and yeah, they they they're not going to do that. Um, but if they do have some sort of map laid out. For who they want to push to the very top, in turn. But I mean, you know, in in AEW, the top is kind of relative. I mean, they done a great job of keeping. I mean, dude, every single week a different story has a main event match. You know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. one week it'll be I don't know what was last week's main event. I forget on Dynamite. What was it? it Sorry, was, I don't mean to put you uh, on it was the spot. Mox. It was Mox and, uh, and Lance Archer, which is a New Japan title scene, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the week before that, I won't put you on the spot, but I guarantee you it was something different. It had nothing to do with mocks, I'd imagine. It
4: was it was Darby and uh, Ethan Page, the coffin match, I
3: believe. Right. There's not even a title there in that main event. No. They're no. really good at shuffling the decks, at programming stuff that works. And, you know, I mean, Tony Khan, is, he's an analytics guy. So I know he's looking at all these ratings and demos and saying, totally, okay, well, totally. what fits here? And that could,
4: fits be, here? that could be the thing with with Danielson and Punk, too, is they're going to be popular with t- titles or not. I know. Yeah, having them in the company is 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 a boon for them, whether they're champions or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to say that they won't eventually get the title scene, maybe, but right out of the gate, just having them in your company, and if they're involved in feuds that are interesting, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and they could do some good stuff within those stories. That's going to be they don't need the you know title. the the yeah. they don't need the title. Yeah, people totally. are going to watch to see them, whether they're champions or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, so it'll be interest. The next twelve months are going to be very. I say that all the time with AEW. It's going to be very interesting over the next twelve months. But I mean, it's they're 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 game changers. We're going to talk about game changer wrestling in a little bit. But first, let's talk about this Vince McMahon oh, TV series. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be on TV. So Deadline is reporting that Blumhouse TV and E are teaming up to produce a scripted series about Vince McMahon. Here's from Deadline the United States of America versus Vince McMahon will delve into WWE during the 1990s at the time Rupert Murdoch had purchased the New York post for years. Post writer, Phil Mushnick regularly hammered McMahon in his column with headlines like legislators give WWE a free pass on roids and McMahon skips through the cemetery. Wow. Eventually capturing the attention of the FBI and the U S attorney's office for the Southern district of New York in 1994. The U.S. government indicted McMahon for allegedly supplying anabolic steroids to WWE talent. McMahon, with his liberty at stake, two school-aged children at home, and with WWE on the brink of bankruptcy, refused to take a plea deal. Ultimately, McMahon stood trial and was acquitted unanimously by a jury of his peers and went on to build a multi-billion dollar global sports entertainment empire. So it's going to focus on... But through the lens of the WWE...
4: So totally, it's gonna be it's gonna be Vince Hero. Yes, correct. uh, Fighting for his livelihood, Mm -hmm, yeah, against the overreach. I would imagine Mm -hmm. as they're gonna they're gonna show this of what is this the U.S. District Attorney's Office, Southern District of New York.
3: They'll get they'll get uh, 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 Paul Giamatti to play some sleazy U.S. District Attorney Office guy, (laughs) right? And then completely who, kayfabe, yeah. kayfabe the heck out of this oh absolutely oh, yeah it's gonna be kind of great i mean honestly like it's it's somebody really at some point should do like a documentary on this but i mean given how terrible apparently their case was the u.s attorney's office case was you know if they were bumbling fools they're bumbling fools you know it's like hey
4: yeah 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 i mean if, if it's a situation where it, they don't necessarily have to kayfabe it to get the general story across Mm-hmm. I know they will. Yeah. Because they're not going to, if this has WB's stamp of approval, they're not going to do anything that's going to put Vince in a bad light. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see just how
3: far they walk with that. Um, I mean, I find it kind of difficult to believe they're going to make him angelic either. I mean, Vince is, Vince is an interesting guy in that he sort of likes to play up how much of a creep he can be. But, you know, that to, a, to a degree, you know, it's funny because there's all sorts of stuff in real life that. That could totally paint Vince McMahon in a terrible, terrible light. Oh, yeah. And this kind of isn't necessarily one of them because this is a matter of overreach by the government. Like their case was crap and they crapped the bed on it and uh, and Vince came out on top. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. But yeah, grain of salt should be the the
4: subtitle of this movie here. Yeah, know. Or this TV series, whatever it's going to be. A, a, a kayfabe miniseries. That should be the subtitle.
1: Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move.
4: fewer words, less paper. No, it was so
2: you
1: could say it faster. No, way. it's to be more iconic. <laughs> Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare up prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anyways, let's talk about, you mentioned this briefly, Game Changer Wrestling had their homecoming shows this weekend. And the news coming out of that, without a doubt, Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, stepping to the ring opposite Nick Gage and walking out as the new GCW champion. Mm -hmm. Unexpected results. Uh, Commentary the whole time was like, Gage is going to win. No chance does Matt Cardona have to pick up that title?
3: Yeah, and it's funny because when you look at them side by side, it's like Cardona really should. I mean, it, if if you do care about any semblance of believability in your wrestling, you look at Cardona and this guy's huge. Those WWE guys are when you see him up against like non WWE guys, they're massive. huge, massive. And yeah. you see Nick Gage, but then you know they Cardona did such a great job. Selling the 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 world he was in of the death match yes. of yes. the death match, and yeah. and therein leveled the playing field. He tried to get a count out win. He tried to match. get a count out win. That was that fantastic. bit where he was crying was really good too. He was it crying was really good. at one point. He was he was bloody and his his social media. There was like a post on his Instagram or maybe it was Chelsea Green's Instagram or whatever. Where like he the the bed sheets for the hotel are just like soaked in blood from the yeah, next morning. Yeah, he got a
4: huge, like a pretty good sized cut on the back of his arm. It was nasty. Going through not one but two panes of glass.
3: It was really I mean, nasty. Yeah.
4: Hats off to Back Cardona. You know, it seemed like he was well aware of what he was getting himself into. Mm-hmm. Getting into a feud with Nick Gage, and mm-hmm. by it seems like he just dove right in. Oh man, yeah. You know, and and try to tell an interesting story, and I think. They succeeded pretty massively because it's the talk of the wrestling world over the weekend.
3: This guy you took know? everything he learned from being in sports entertainment for ten years and brought it to the world of deathmatch, and it and it fused beautifully. Yeah, it really yeah. did. Yeah. And if you see the the reaction afterwards, of like as soon as he wins, so like the, the the finish went down it was basically Ricky Shane Page came in and uh, or or four four zero his 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 yeah. dudes. But I guess that did they have a falling out prior to this? Is that was that the deal? I would imagine, yeah. And uh, and they're beating the crap out of at a Nick Gage. He comes in. He's like trying to hold them off. So him and Nick Gage uh, start fighting off four four zero. And uh, and then when he opens the door for Nick Gage to to then finish off uh, Cardona, he low blows him and uh, and basically opens the door for Matt Cardona to mm-hmm. give him a uh, uh, what is he called rough these rider. days? Is it still he's a Rough, rough Rider? Days? Okay, he I'm gives sure it's the, the new name one. now, but it was a Rough Rider, which writer. is a beautiful looking move by the way. It still is yeah. even a death match. Um, to get the win, and he became and then just immediately garbage just starts flooding, just like throwing cans, bottles. There was a pizza yeah. cutter that was thrown. Yeah, and of course they capitalized big time off that. It was it was a, it was an amazing scene. It was an amazing scene, and uh, so much so that Dave Meltzer tweeted out oh, gosh. something along the lines of "This is an absolute embarrassment." Um. Oh, he tweets so much. I'm trying to find it right he does. now. Oh, here yeah, we it's... go. He says, I'm sure people will make their lame excuses for it or say how great the heat was, but this crowd reaction was such bullshit and such an embarrassment to the industry. And immediately GCW put out a shirt with that tweet on it with a picture of Cardona in the in the ring. So they're loving the publicity. Like they oh, couldn't yeah. have asked for a better tweet from Dave Meltzer to, to publicize nope. this. Nope. Because it was a pretty great moment.
4: Yeah, it was a pretty awesome moment, and I'm sure Matt Cardona was eating it up. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't that much fun to be pelted with with aluminum beer bottles and stuff. In a vacuum, um, you're probably right, but in the heat of that moment, he, he's oh, got
3: to know every every loved single it. welt he might have or bruise. And, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a very spirited crowd, <laughs> the GCW yes. crowd, right? And so this was like a big, big moment to them. Um, you know, I would just say, hey, people, try not to hurt people with your garbage. Yeah. But if you are just trying to express yourself, I don't blame them. <laughs> you know, that's a hell of a way to explain. Man, that was a moment. That was an that was absolute a moment. That moment. was a moment.
4: That was a moment. And I
3: don't, I wouldn't consider it an embarrassment at all, man. It's, you no. had those people going, and that's as a wrestling promoter, you think that's what they want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways. On the, uh, on the opposite show. end, yeah, on the opposite end of the of of crowd reactions, you know, uh,
4: yeah. Given, uh, given what's uh, going on in
3: Japan, anyways, you know.
4: Yeah, I know, and it was it was interesting to see the uh, Tokyo Dome. You know, they seemed like they just seated people on the floor, but like there was basically nobody in the actual stands, and they kept the lights up for the whole show too. Mm-hmm, yeah, just really showed how kind of uh, empty it was, but given mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, makes sense yeah um, so we had uh, Russell Grand Slam this weekend it was a fun show uh, opened up with the New Japan Rambo Steve Ferret match of the year generally speaking oh
3: yeah you know usually it is I, I appreciated this because you know the commentators kept, kept on uh, pushing that it was Yano's design it was like a hand and, and even they were confused they were like wait a second it's a, this doesn't even make sense because it was like a handcuff Rambo. So if you get handcuffed, I guess you're eliminated. Or
4: if you get sent over the top rope, you're eliminated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you get pinned, obviously you're eliminated or submitted. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it was pretty funny down the end because you had on one side uh, Kenta handcuffed to one of the ropes. The other side you have Yoshihashi handcuffed to mm-hmm. the ropes. The final two are Yano and Chase and Owen. And so they're, they do moves. And then, like, you know, if, if, if Chase Owen's getting pinned, Kenta would try to break that up. If Yano was getting pinned, Yoshihashi would try to break that up in the end though. Uh Crown Jewel got the win with the package pile driver on Yano. So he's got that King of Pro Wrestling Provisional Trophy for the time being. I believe it was the first time. Someone yeah. other than Yano has held on to that. Thing, yeah. At least in a while. You have
3: to appreciate you know, Yano designed it. He was the last person to come out. Uh and my favorite part of that whole thing really was Kenta because this is a guy who for the ever since he came to back to or he came to New Japan from WWE he's been, you know, very serious, very intense. And he I swear there are multiple times when I caught him almost trying not to laugh because the, just the ridiculousness of this match. It seems it like everybody great. is having a lot of fun with this uh provi- this King of Pro Wrestling Provisional thing. Um because like I'm thinking to myself I'm like man, I know Okada wants to be a part of this but he's too big of a name for it. Um but no, my thing about the Rambos is usually they bring in, like, a ton of other people from, like, other, like, just oh, yeah, randos yeah. that will show up that was what got me about the very first uh uh new the the wrestle kingdom we watched with 11 or whatever it was
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: how like it was just so it was like billy guns there and then cheeseburgers there and then all it's like well, some I'm people sure, i know I'm some sure people given, i don't
4: know given the state of the world the pandemic and all that makes it. oh
3: favorite, it's a lot yeah. different now obviously and and everybody signed to places and and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so it's just different um but you know when you see suzuki coming down and he's like he's got this look on his face like this is ridiculous what am i even doing but he was into it also. That he was, yeah. man, he was laying into showing yo with some shots, with some
4: shots. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next match we had uh LP and Taiji Ishimori defending their junior tag titles against the Mega Coaches. Uh, and uh, they won because Taguchi was too obsessed with trying mm-hmm. to figure out mm-hmm. what LP had that boot. Yeah, man. The obsession got Rather to. Him. Than... We
3: can't let the obsession get to you, dude.
4: Nope. So ends up that uh, LP hits a low blow onto Gucci. Uh, CR2 to get the win.
3: This next one was pretty surprising. Robbie Eagles uh, defeated. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, like, I, I try to keep up with New Japan. I hadn't really done too much research into like where they had tried to go with Robbie Eagles before. So maybe this makes sense. But Robbie Eagles defeated El Desperado. Uh, Desperado tapped out to the Ron Miller special. So, Robin. You know, on the 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 Go Home
4: Show Yeah, the champion. Go Home Show. I think Eagles pinned Desperado in a tag match, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, Go Home oh, wow. math dictates that Desperado is going to win." Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeesh. Nope. Uh, after that, we had Kazuchika Okada defeating Jeff Cobb via a roll up, and Jeff Cobb just seems absolutely crestfallen, heartbroken after this loss.
3: Can't feel too bad. It's Okada. But he was on a, He was on a, a path of destruction leading up to the show. So,
4: uh huh, uh-huh. and Okada rolled him up. Mm-hmm. So, would not be surprised if this match happens again.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, one thing about the show is that they gave every match a ton of time, ton of time. It was like a three and a half hour card with six matches on it. You know, they yeah, gave yeah, everything yeah. a ton yeah. of time longer yeah. than that. I mean, like the actual thing, the actual video file on demand was like f- almost five hours.
3: Oh wow, that's crazy!
4: And only like a half hour were were. were uh, uh, or, uh, after match comments, the press conference stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a long show. Uh, then we had Dangerous Techers getting those tag titles back off uh, Sonata in Naito. Zach Sabre Jr. several times this match was hitting a move like he hit a Mishinoku driver On Naito and it was raising his arms. Celebrate me as he's mm-hmm. falling back because he's so exhausted. Another time he's got Naito, I think at a triangle and he's flexing on him. It was great. <laughs> uh, it was
3: great. He's one of my favorites, man. He's one of my favorites.
4: Yeah. Uh, he rolls up Naito to get the win. Dangerous Techers for tag champs yet again. And then our main event, Shingo Takagi versus Go Ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, they were destroying each other's knees. So many dragon screw leg whips off the top rope, through ropes. They were just tearing each other's knees apart. In the end, Takagi gets to win after Last of the Dragon. It was a pretty fun match.
3: I hope that uh, when Tanahashi goes into the boardroom to find out you know, how his next match is going to be booked, he's going to be like, okay, so here's the deal. We're going to do another story about my knees, right? That's going to be the thing. It's been like two years that they focus on his knees the entire time. It's just every know. match. They're talking about his knees.
4: It's pretty darn impressive because Tanahashi was a, a late replacement for Kota Bushi. Yeah. I think Tanahashi uh, had a match against Evil like a two days prior. Yeah. Um and the match they put together was pretty darn effective. There was one spot where Tanahashi hits a Kamigoye and then hits a high-fly flow, and you're like, oh, man, you don't honestly think that Tanahashi's going to win because Takagi just got the belt. But it's done well enough. You're like, oh, man, well, if this happens, I wouldn't be that shocked. Yeah, New Japan is kind of crazy these days, man. Like, they do stuff like that all the time. Like, it's, it, yeah. you know, I
3: mean, hey, evil was changed. Once evil became double champion, all bets were off.
4: All Speaking were of evil, off. he's next up for Shingo. Oh, all the confidence points. Is that happening at Resurgence? No, it's happening. Uh, they got another Russell Grand Slam show. I think September 5th, 5th September 5th.
3: Okay, so you successfully defended your New Japan right there, championship cool. against me, but shout out to the Enforcer who picked up your trio's title. That's twice uh, now he's done that. Yeah, and he did it while he was sleeping. So which show would you like to defend that title at
4: in August? I guess we got to do, do Resurgence then. Yeah. On
3: that's the, the 14th. one that's the one here in uh isn't that the one in LA? In Los Angeles, yeah. yeah. Los Angeles. Same, same day as Triple Mini, I believe. Right on. You know, this is another another instance. Another instance of so I messed up. I messed up in a big way. I didn't realize that that night we were doing predictions there was an additional there was the actual go home. Um, so I didn't um, realize that the Mega coaches had a thing because the go home math at that point was l p and Ishimori had one over the mega coaches
4: you know I was pretty sure I mentioned that during the actual prediction that there was one more show
3: you mentioned that after that prediction had already been made, oh, okay. and then I looked I was like, oh come on that that, that night I watched it because I was up late, and I was like, oh, I'm screwed, but that's another instance of had i not i still well no, if I saw that go home i would have I wouldn't have chosen that, but you gotta stick to what your gut tells you because Robbie Eagles versus Desperado. That would have won me the damn title had I stuck with LP and Ishimori, but I would have had to have known the go-home math on that. So it is what it is. I have another opportunity next month.
4: Yep, in about uh, three weeks' time. Mm -hmm. Tonight, there's Raw. It is Monday. We've got uh, three segments announced. First, Nikki A.S.H. ushers in Raw Women's Title Reign
3: be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh AJ Styles and a mass defend the Raw tag team titles against the Viking Raiders in a colossal rematch,
4: rematch. And then Bobby Lashley set to respond to Goldberg. Ooh, what do you think he's going to say? Uh He'll say you're next. I mean, yeah, some some way, some means he's going to accept Bill's challenge. He's not backing down from a challenge, man.
3: No. No. Uh, Not at all. Let's go ahead and answer some questions. We got a, a beefy uh, uh, question thread here on the Twitter at Real Going and Raw. That's where we pull from our questions every Monday. Uh, Patrick Spark says, "How would you fantasy book these people at their peak in current day? China in WWE, uh,
4: WWE Championship.
3: She would be totally the. She would be the Universal Champion, and she'd be making everybody acknowledge her." Mm-hmm. Uh, Lita in AEW. Oh wow! At her peak, man. I mean, you know, she'd obviously be a, a title contender. You know,
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: but like, who would who would you have her feuding with? I'd have her be. I'd have her do this. She would be. She would be fascinated with the current uh, sort of news stories out there. About UFOs, and she'd be feuding with Statlander. There you go. Trying to get to the truth. There you go. And, and, Trish, in, and uh, Trish and Impact.
4: Trish uh, and Impact. X Division champ.
3: Uh, oh, that's good. That's good. I was going to say you would have her feuding. She'd be a paranormal investigator investigating Susan. Okay. With the Sue Young okay. stuff. And Susan, just say, right. professional me right now.
4: Professional Me right now. Uh, Garrett Coulter, what pay-per-view would you have Big E cash in his money in the bank briefcase over the next year? Uh, I'd do an episode of Raw, have him cash in on Lashley.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, when's the draft? Is it in October. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I would. Yeah, I would do it the night of the draft. Mm-hmm. I would do it the night of the draft. How about this? You set up a thing where him and the New Day are hoping that he gets drafted over to Raw. Yep, yep. He yep. doesn't by the end of the draft. And they make it a big thing throughout the show. He's like, man, I've got like one more chance. And Raw doesn't draft him. And, but at the end of the night, of course, there's the main event, which is Lashley versus whomever, right? Yeah, somebody. So Big e cashes in on that, understanding that if he wins, he gets to stay on Raw. And he does, and the crowd goes
4: nuts. I was going to say the same exact thing. Look at that synergy. Synergy. Uh, Fear and loathing with Jeff Hardy out. Let's say we get Kerry and Cross versus Keith Lee tonight. Who's taking the loss?
3: Man, at a certain point, do you start calling Kerry and loss? Cross versus Lee. I mean, it's probably going to be. Keith Lee taking the loss. Cross can't. Are they going to do? Okay. The the question is this, Larson. With all the criticism that Cross's debut received, Mm -hmm. does WWE change course and have him? win? I think they were going to have him win anyways. Yeah, they're going to beat Jeff Hardy. Yeah, for sure. But that was a weird start last week.
4: Yeah. I I mean, I'm sure they say there was some story involved there. I don't get what that story could be. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like if you're the NXT champion, they want to get you out on the right foot. So I don't know what me. they
3: I don't know I don't know what they do with Cross this week. I'm fascinated though. Fascinated. Maybe
4: they, maybe they just keep him off TV till Jeff Hardy comes back.
3: My prediction for tonight, and this is unofficial, I'm not putting anything up. My prediction is he's going to eat another loss tonight. All right. They're going to double down on it. What's your prediction for tonight? Not on the show. Not oh, not even going to be on the show? Nope, not on the show. Possible, huh? Yeah.
4: Anthony Tobias with Bailey being top heel on Smackdown and like you guys said on your Smackdown recap they only have a few who steps into her place as top heel and could they call up another person from NXT like when Shayna was destroying people during her debut thanks friendos
3: I mean they're gonna call up they're gonna call up Raquel Gonzalez yeah that's what I was gonna say they're totally gonna do that and she and that whole Dakota Kai thing it's gonna disappear Maybe poof. she'll do she'll do a double duty for a second, for a couple of shows. Maybe till take over.
4: Well, I mean, there's Mercedes Martinez. She's there's a good Yim Still, there's Mia Yim. She's yeah. not doing That's anything. True. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. got a bunch of people. Uh, Sean Lathrop. If Punk and Brian are the outsiders, who's the third man, brother? I think we answered this on our our pre-show. It's Cody. Who else?
3: Let me ask you this. Who else? What? Well, let me see if I can find that. Where's that picture? Uh WWE what was that twenty ten or twenty eleven? I think the one where they're all champs?
4: Yeah. That'd have been twenty eleven, I believe.
3: Let's see if that one picture oh here we go. Let's see here. So yeah, uh Cody's Intercontinental. I think Evan Bourne is... isn't big enough, but he's there. Cardona, Cardona's a US champion. Mm-hmm. So he comes over with his G C W title. You know, Nick
4: Gage is already there. You could do something with all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Lewis, book away for Brian and Punk to get booed. The night they debut in AEW, no, you can't align them with Cody. That's too easy. Easy. This is easy. All out, Hangman wins. They come in and they, they beat the crap Attack. out of Hangman. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Again, is going to say the same exact thing. Anthony J, do you think that Spear is too overly exposed because both Roman and Bobby use it as a finish or set up to a finish? And should it be one person's finish, so it doesn't feel watered down? No, man, I love the spear. Everybody should do it. Uh, uh Metacon says, "Hey, partners, it's frontier days here in Cheyenne." Though Cheyenne. I can't stand the rodeo, they do have steer wrestling. Mm. What W Ross? Sorry, what Ross superstar would you put in the ring with a thousand-pound bull to wrestle? Okay, so
3: apologies for me being ill-educated on the subject. What exactly is steer wrestling?
4: Is it? I, I'm taking it just based on the, how it's described—that you wrestle a cow. Wow, man! What's your what's your
3: strategy for wrestling? I mean, take them off their vertical base, right? I mean, the right answer is Brock Lesnar. He wrestled the shark. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna Brock go Lesnar. with I'm gonna go with in his prime Mark Henry, or Braun Strowman in his prime, which according to WWE was three years ago.
4: Two years ago. Two years <laughs> right. ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan let's say pro wrestling became an Olympic event how would you make it work and would it be one wrestler from two countries putting on a match where the individuals are scored or two wrestlers from the same country putting on a match and the performance is scored as a unit I think it'd be like uh, you know other events that are judged by judges you would have say a competitor from Canada versus a competitor from Japan and judges would rate the individual performances And then whoever got the higher score bunks of two would advance. Two words. Brawl for all. Or that. Boom. There you go.
3: Do it. Nick, you're approached by Vince to book a pirate match. And the stipulation is the loser has to dress and act like a pirate for a year. Who are the participants and who's going over? I know who's not going over. Baron Corbin. He's going to be the... He's going to be pirate for a year. The loser, yeah. He's going to be pirate for a year. The winner's going to be...
4: Hmm. Is it all SmackDown wrestlers? Uh, the, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> thought of Bobby Roode potentially being in a situation where he could be a pirate for a year. <laughs> wow. I would actually love to see that. I would, too. Uh...
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home... That's a n g i dot com.
4: Blake Elizondo, at this point, what is NXT and WWE's eyes? It doesn't compete with AEW. They don't use any character that is developed on main, and they don't treat it as a third brand on par with Raw and SmackDown. What does WB want from the show?
3: So it changes, I, I think, like week to week, maybe month to month. I think originally Vince wanted it to. I I think things would be a lot different if NXT had won the ratings war. I I really firmly believe that. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been the case. Uh, Where do you, where do you think Vince stands on NXT?
4: I mean, I think they see it as developmental, but not in the sense is, Hey, let's have wrestlers here, develop a character and a gimmick that then could carry on and be successful at the main roster level. I think it's, Hey, let's get them ready to wrestle on our brand of televised wrestling, you know, wrestling for the camera, uh, Getting up to speed on promos, that kind of stuff. From a creative standpoint, I'm sure Vince sees everyone that gets called up as essentially a, a, a blank slate that he can do whatever he wants to with. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of have to divorce yourself the idea that what you see of a character in NXT that really works is going to translate in any way on main roster because odds are it's not.
3: Yeah, it. They're definitely. It'll be interesting to. It'll be interesting to see again how the next 12 months play out. Because to me, the most surprising aspect of it is that they do have a TV deal with USA. It'd be one thing if it was just on the network still. Cause it's like, okay, well I who know. cares? But I guess maybe the bigger, um, the grander, the stage that NXT had to fail, the more Vince McMahon wants to make an example out of it. Seemingly, you know, like, or, or he's putting triple H through some bizarre, like, Hey, you know, I'm going to make you, work extra hard for this i'm gonna call mm-hmm. up oh you love tegan Knox. i'm gonna call her up Shotzi blackheart big star gonna call her up you know uh uh however many other people they've called up from there um yeah it's it's there's definitely some weird stuff going on i'll, I'll put it this way it's a bummer oh the sweets rated us what's oh up? so cool good to see you guys everybody go follow the sweets live yes um right now uh Thank you so much it's i don't know man it's it's weird in that it's it's just not run like a normal thing like hey you have a million dollar tv deal do everything you can to make it good (laughs) right instead it's like oh well you didn't do what we wanted you to do so do something i'm gonna do some weird shit now you know
4: yeah just how it seems to be man
3: (laughs) so who knows
4: it'll probably change next month it probably could it probably would Lord Ziffer, what moment do you think would get the biggest pop at SummerSlam, whether a surprise return or an unexpected win for someone?
3: The biggest pop at SummerSlam
4: is going to be. There's two that I could think of. Let's say Becky doesn't return before SummerSlam, but makes a return at SummerSlam. That'd be huge. Massive pop. Two Big E cashing in. Oh, that'd be massive. Yeah,
3: that'd be huge. You know, uh, if, he, dirty. if he eats, if he eats a couple of spears for and like a a, a suplex from Goldberg, his new finish, the suplex, suplex,
4: uh, yes. then uh, then yeah, if Big E cashes in, then huge. Uh, dirty Rich, we are long overdue for a day of in person gameplay with you guys. Load up some WWE Two K Seventeen, W Steve W, or fun, and bust out the legends we all love and miss. When can this happen? Stay tuned. Yeah, I don't know. we got to figure that out. Uh, let's see
3: here. Uh, Lord, nope, I'm sorry. I already got that one. Um, oh, here we go. Dale and Dula. Recently, you started an experimental justice organization that uses a heavily modified and technologically advanced Pontiac Firebird to solve crimes and intervene in potentially dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. Is that what Knight Rider was? It was a Pontiac mm-hmm. Firebird? Okay. hmm what wrestler do you hire to operate the car and act as your field agent? Who is our Michael Knight? Well,
4: I mean, you could do the story of
3: so bad. Do it. Come on. That, that, this, that
4: this car kit has mm-hmm. been handed down from father to son, mm-hmm. from Michael Knight to his son. Yeah,
3: L.A. Knight.
4: Yeah, <laughs> look at my car, dummy. It talks to me. <laughs>
3: And the and and the voice of Kid, of course, at that point is Cameron Grimes. Yes, <laughs> Michael, La Not. I'm gonna go faster. Uh, let's see here, Alex Foster. If you two got involved in the Corbin storyline, what would you like to do? I mean, wouldn't I think we'd be uh, uh, IRS auditors, right? That's that's the next level because he's not going to be able to pay his tax bill.
2: Yeah, because here's yeah. the thing:
3: as an independent contractor. You got to stash that money if you're not making quarterly tax payments. You got to stash that money. He's eaten his entire tax savings, Larson. Yep. So we yep. can't afford it, so we're going to show up and be like knock on his door. The tax Get her man's from The here. Internal Revenue Service. Corbs. Yeah. Uh, let's do one more good question. Uh Let's see here. Wolverine says within, well, we'll do a couple. He says within uh, last week's Money in the Bank technical issues, could Vince rethink having the network at Peacock? As far as I know, the Peacock issues did not prevent any of that sweet, sweet Peacock money from hitting his bank account. So he ain't having one. He might be pissed. Like he might, he might be in, you know, it might give him grounds to yell at somebody at Peacock, but no, he's not rethinking that at all.
4: Yeah, no. Not He's anymore. in
3: the same channel as the Olympics. Didn't somebody say that some Olympic stuff is on Peacock? Yeah, it yeah, is. There you go. It is. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, this is perfect for you especially. Gareth asks, you got any Eddie Guerrero memories that stand out amongst the rest?
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To, there was an autograph signing back when he was WCW. <laughs> this is probably 96, or 97, maybe yeah. early 98. Right. It was probably 97 because it was hot. It was during the summer. Yeah. And so they had it at a Cragen Auto Parts, the parking lot of a Cragen Auto Parts, in Rancho Cordova, California. Yeah. And so I went and got an autograph, and just kind of hung around for a little bit because it wasn't really busy. Mm-hmm. People would come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he was professional. He was nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he 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 took the time to talk a little bit, did autographs, all that. But based on in fact I'm sure he was tired it was a hundred degrees without accounting for the fact this is on tar back in a parking lot it was hot mm-hmm. uh you know professional but at the same time you can tell you know he'd probably rather be in his air-conditioned hotel room taking a nap
3: mm-hmm.
4: yeah you know but uh you know seeing someone a pro wrestler Outside of the normal environment we're used to seeing them at a show, watching them interact with fans, seeing the human moments in between those interactions, is is just interesting.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't have anything that can top that. I think wasn't I there for like some big Eddie moment? I was at what did he do at WrestleMania twenty one? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Not a match with Ray at the beginning of that show?
3: Did he? That wasn't the custody battle one, was? No, it? No, no, no,
4: no. I think that was at SummerSlam. But oh yeah. What?
3: Creatures mentions 21. this. Did you see this? Somebody did the Steiner Math promo in a playlist I on saw Spotify. That in a Spotify playlist. People yes. have some yeah, of their
4: hands. It was Ray versus Eddie, the opening bout of WrestleMania 21.
3: Nice. So I definitely saw that. I don't remember anything about that show. I so I do weird. not re- I I remember being there kind of, but yep. man, my memory is for crap.
4: It is. Terrible. So WrestleMania 2000. I don't. Okay, he was. Yeah, it was China and Too Cool versus the Radicals.
3: Oh, okay, that's probably that fun. match was
4: less than ten minutes long.
3: Yeah, yeah. Remember, you said that was a
4: pretty underwhelming pay per view in person, except for the, the really TLC was. stuff. Yeah, it was pretty – it was not not the best WrestleMania. Yeah.
3: Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Join us tomorrow at noon Pacific 3 Eastern for our Raw Recap Live on Twitch, and then will go out on VOD on YouTube and, of course, wherever podcasts can be found. If you're watching us on YouTube, do us a favor. Hit that like button and the subscribe button. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.